In Luke chapter 2, verses 10 to 11, we read, But the angel said to them, that's to the shepherds, Do not be afraid, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. On Christmas Eve 1906, a 40-year-old inventor called Reginald Fessenden tried out his brand new invention. It was a wireless transmitter using a new type of generator and microphone which was soon to be known and loved by the world as radio. And do you know what he tried, how he tried it out? Well, he picked up his Bible and he read the Christmas story from Luke chapter 2. And then he picked up his violin and played the carol, O Holy Night. Now, to be fair, the message wasn't broadcast very far. It was just broadcast from one area of Pittsburgh in America to another, where there was a special receiver set up to intercept the signal. But nevertheless, it was a giant breakthrough and step forward from Marconi's earlier work with radio to a new wireless transmission. Hence the name that some people, including my mum, still use for a radio, the wireless. And I love that story because the first thing that was broadcast through the air was the scriptures. And in particular, the message of the angels that the shepherds brought, uh, the angels brought to the shepherds in Bethlehem. It's as if heaven was underlining this particular message to the world, saying, this is the message you still need to hear 2,000 years later. And so this morning, I want us just to hear again the message and focus in on three things that the angel emphasized in verse 11. And they are the person who'd been born, the purpose for which he'd been born, and the people to which he'd been born. So let's have a look at these three things. First of all, then, the person who'd been born. What was it the angel called him? He said he is Christ the Lord. Now, those are two titles for the baby Jesus, which were loaded with significance. The word Christ means Messiah, the special king who'd been prophesied to come and rescue mankind ever since the Garden of Eden. And in particular, that message had been given to the nation of Israel, that he would come through the line of their ancient king, David. But perhaps even more significantly, he is called the Lord, a title which speaks of his divinity, that he is God. So in other words, the baby that had been born in Bethlehem was both the Messiah and God, which is why we still call him today by his full title, the Lord Jesus Christ. And you know, this is an incredible thing. God becoming man and living among us. It's kind of like your landlord becoming your lodger. It's such condescension and humility. God with us, Emmanuel. The famous preacher George Campbell Morgan put it like this. He said, here is the ancient of days becoming a babe in Bethlehem. Here is he who thunders in the heavens, crying in the cradle. Here is the one who made all flesh, now being made of flesh. Here is he who could summon the legions of angels, and he's wrapped in swaddling clothes. The mighty God becoming a helpless child. What an amazing thing. 
And friends, I would just say, don't let the turkey, the tinsel, the tradition, the toys today blot out the truth of what happened in Bethlehem. The person who'd been born that day was Christ the Lord. Something truly amazing. But secondly, the angel tells us the purpose for which he had been born. And the purpose is summed up in two simple words. A saviour. In other words, as the Christmas carol puts it, Christ was born to save. Christ was born to save from good Christian men rejoice. Now, what did the Lord Jesus come to save us from? That's the question. Well, the Bible tells us that he came to save us from our sins. Romans 3 verse 23 in the scriptures say, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. It's something that applies to every one of us. And make no mistake about it, sin is serious because it carries an eternal price tag. Romans chapter 6 verse 23 in the Bible says, For the wages of sin is death, meaning eternal death in a place called hell. But friends, here's the good news of Christmas. A saviour has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. The purpose for which the Lord Jesus Christ came was to save us from our sins. And he did that, of course, when he grew up and died on the cross in your place and mine as a substitute for sinners. You see, when the Lord Jesus was dying there, he wasn't paying for his own sins because he had none. But rather, he was dying to save us. Anne Bronte put it like this in one of her poems. She said, a sinless God for sinful man descends to suffer and to bleed. Hell must renounce its empire then. The price is paid. The world is freed. And friends, this is the glorious good news of Christmas. As the Apostle Paul put it, Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. 1 Timothy 1.15 You know, during the closing stages of World War II, the Allied army was advancing through France and the Germans were making a last stand wherever they could. And at times the armies came very close to each other on the battlefield. And on one particular occasion, there was a long green field that separated them with a farmhouse on it. Inevitably, the farmhouse was hit by a bomb and began to burn. When all of a sudden, someone shouted, look! And there was an unbelievable sight on the field between them. A baby had crawled out of the house and began crawling across the field. And as soon as the soldiers saw the child, the shooting stopped and it all became very still. Everyone's eye was on the baby. Suddenly a soldier got out of his position, ran out into the open, grabbed the baby and then ran back to his line before the fighting resumed. But for a brief moment, that baby had bought peace. And friends, in a small way, that's like the babe of Bethlehem, the Lord Jesus Christ, who came to bring us lasting, eternal peace with God. And that's the purpose of Christmas, salvation through a saviour. But then thirdly, I'd like you to see the people he'd been born to. And the people Christ had been born to is summed up in two words in our text, where it says, to you. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. 
Now, I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but this actually is quite strange. Normally, when someone's had a baby, we hear the news that so-and-so's had a little little boy or a little girl. No one normally says, to you has been born this baby. So this is very different, isn't it? So why the change? Well, the simple reason is that the Lord Jesus came for all of us to be saved, if we want to. Not just Joseph and Mary, not just the shepherds, not just the wise men. He came for you and me as well. So the great message of the angel is a saviour has been born to you. The Lord Jesus came for each one of us if we'll accept him as our saviour and lord. You know, way back in 1934, a shop in Colorado Springs in America set up a special phone line for children to call in and speak to Father Christmas. Obviously, this was an advertising gimmick for their store. But unfortunately, the newspaper misprinted the telephone number. And instead of getting through to Father Christmas, they ended up getting through to a top military airbase instead. Something called the U.S. Continental Defense Command, which later became uh, known as NORAD. And when Colonel Harry Shoup, the director of operations, heard about all these children phoning up to speak to Father Christmas, he decided to play along. And he put a picture of Santa Claus on the tracking map of North America, where, like air traffic control, they monitor all the airplanes for military purposes. And so it became a tradition to track Father Christmas's progress on, New- on Christmas Eve. And up until 1997, they were receiving about 15,000 telephone calls on Christmas Eve asking about Father Christmas's progress, all because of one misspelt telephone number in the paper. Now, you may think that when the angel said, a saviour has been born to you, he got the wrong number as far as you're concerned. I don't need a saviour. I don't want a saviour. But dear friends, you do. And even though, even through this Christmas Day service, God is reaching out to you personally, saying in effect, how about it? How about letting him be your saviour too? The Bible puts it like this. In the book of 2 Corinthians 5.20, it says, We, meaning we Christians, are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. So if you want to respond to the angel's message, still speaking to us 2,000 years later, do what the shepherds did at first Christmas and go and seek Christ. Seek him in prayer, calling on him to be your saviour. And the Bible's promise is that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. I hope you will. Well, we're going to sing our last Christmas carol now this morning. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. Oh uh-huh. 
will sing glory to the newborn king peace on earth and mercy mild god and sinners reconciled joyful all ye nations rise join the triumph of the skies with the angelic host proclaim Christ is born in Bethlehem hark the herald angels sing glory to the newborn king Christ by highest heaven adored Christ the everlasting Lord late in time behold he comes offspring of a virgin's womb veiled in flesh the Godhead see hail the incarnate deity pleased as man with man to dwell Jesus Emmanuel Hark the herald angels sing Glory to the newborn King Hail the hand-born Prince of Peace Hail the Son of Righteousness Light and life to all He brings with healing in his wings mild he lays his glory by born that man no more may die born to raise the sons of earth born to give them second birth hark the herald angels sing glory friends as we close i'd just like to say thank you for joining us today i hope you have a very special day and a blessed boxing day as well and as the apostle paul said in romans chapter 15 verse 33 now the god of peace be with you all amen god bless